Today's show is brought to you by LootCrate.com. Save 10% on any new subscription at TryLootCrate.com slash profit. Enter code BRIDGE10 for your 10% savings. Now it's time to get profitable. This is the Personal Profitability Podcast with Eric Rosenberg. Profiteers, welcome back for Personal Profitability Podcast, episode number 94. As always, I'm your host, Eric Rosenberg, and today's episode, we're going to focus on something a little different than usual, an opportunity for entrepreneurial income for teens. You know, as the economy has shifted over the last few years, a lot of older adults who have more work experience have ended up going after jobs that were previously ones that teens might use for you know, summer employment and, and part-time jobs, things like that. And our guest today ran into that issue for his kids. And rather than just say, oh, well, or you know, try to help them find a job elsewhere, he created a company to help teens find jobs. So yeah, we're going to get a double whammy today of awesomeness. One, the entrepreneurial journey of starting this company, and two, entrepreneurship for teens and everything they can do there. And as the dad of two little girls myself, they'll be teens, uh, it will not come far enough away. It's too, I hope it stays far enough away. I'm just joking around here. I have over 10 years until my daughter will be a teenager. And I hope when that comes around, she'll be able to find a part-time job and earn some money just like I did when I was a teenager. You know, my first job was at a summer camp and then I worked at a big box retail store on the sales floor and as a cashier. So that teen experience, that was definitely a part of my roadmap and getting to my six-figure income today. But enough about me. Let's dive into today's interview featuring the company Scratch in one minute right after this. Even profiteers have to let loose sometime, and when I want to take a break, I love 80s movies like Ghostbusters. But how do you indulge in a passion for something like that? Well, of course, the answer is Loot Crate. Loot Crate is like Comic-Con in a box. For less than $20 a month, you get six to eight items delivered to your door that include licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, and unique one-of-a-kinds for Ghostbusters and other fun brands. If you want to subscribe through the Personal Profitability Podcast, you can get 10% off. Head to trylootcrate.com slash profit and enter code BRIDGE10 at checkout for your 10% savings. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am excited to welcome today's guest. Scott, are you ready to get profitable? Absolutely. I love it. So you are a dad with teenage daughters. I'm a bit behind you. I have a two-year-old daughter and a six-week-old daughter. So I'm, uh, I'm still looking forward to the, to the teenage daughter years. I don't know how much I'm looking forward to them. I'm a little scared <laughs> you of them. Sure? You sure about that? <laughs> but uh, but I, you as a dad living in Dallas, some opportunity for a business based on struggles your kids were having. So could you share the story of your business and how it all came to be? Yeah. Well, first of all, thanks for having me. I'm here to tell you it's not as hard as it seems to be a dad of, of two daughters. But as you mentioned, um, Scratch was really born out of necessity. Uh, myself and my partner, Ronan Akiva, uh, who is originally from Israel, so we grew up worlds apart, raising our own kids. In 2015, he contacted me and said he thought he was having a parent fail, that his son, who is now in college, was going to be graduating from high school 
actually a semester early, so a smart kid, great academically, and was also the starting running back on his varsity football team. And Ronan said he felt like he was failing because he couldn't believe he was sending his child out into the world or the next part of his life, having never actually worked for anybody. And he asked what I knew about it. And long story short, I was staring um, a few years ahead and knowing that both my girls were going to need to work. And I did not realize how difficult it had become. In fact, once Ronan sort of shared that with me, we started to discuss what were the challenges? Why was it so hard for his son to find work? And as it turns out, his son, Liam, went to look for a job as a follow-up to their conversation. And he actually went to a retail store in the Southern California area. They were hiring five store associates, so retail store associates, and they had 200 applicants for these jobs. What turned out to happen is that four of the five people that they hired were well over the age of 20, and the fifth was a teenager. And it happened to be Ronan's son, Liam. Uh, and the reason that's important is because we, we should stop there and say, great, Liam got the job and, and the problem solved, except for that Liam called his dad and said, dad, I want to work. You want me to work, but this isn't going to work because they want me to work four and five hours at a time on days I can't choose. And it's not going to last very long. And that was sort of the light bulb moment because I recognized that there, we up market for adults. There's all of these um, alternative ways to find opportunities to earn, but nothing had come forward for teens. And I knew I was going to be in that same boat and we wanted to do something about it. So Scratch was born. I can relate fully to that story. When I was in high school, I got a hand-me-down POS car. It was a 1987 Plymouth Horizon hatchback. So, you know, I was the cool kid in the parking lot for sure. (laughs) And uh, when my parents gave me the car, they said, you know, we'll give you this car, but you have to pay for the gas, the repairs, and the insurance. And I'd been working as a summer camp counselor before that, but I'd never had a, a job job outside of camp. So that was the first time I found a job. And I went and I got a job at a, a big retail store everyone would have heard of. My first job there was on the sales floor, and I ran into that exact same problem. They wanted me to work till close on weeknights and AP classes, things like that. So it was a big struggle for me. Uh, eventually, I moved to the cashier side because they'd let me work you know, more flexible hours. But yeah, that that is a something I a hundred percent resonate with. And yeah, it's it's a definitely different market today. Actually, my first interview, my interview for that job was on September 11th, 2001. So it was was a crazy day. I I woke up that morning, crazy day, went to school, and then went for this job interview. So what are you guys doing with with this solution? You you have an app. you're, You're trying to connect young people with these job opportunities. How does that relationship look like with businesses? And sure. how are the how are the teens able to dive in and, and use the the system to, to come to a job and start making a few bucks? You use the word job, and I would I'm here to tell you that that's part of what we saw as the opportunity is there really are no jobs for teens. Um, those have we've actually been eroding one percent per year since 2000. Um, so at the time you're working, we've actually seen the disappearance of those opportunities. And I say that there's no jobs, but there's plenty of work. And and what does that mean, right? Like that isn't that the same thing? Well. The reality is teens aren't getting hired for those jobs for the reasons that you actually talked about. They're seen as an operational and uh, liability. Um, The demands of businesses with automation and technology have changed. There's less need for people in some cases. But the bottom line is they're not working jobs, but but there's plenty of work to do. So what we've done is basically create a platform um, centered around a mobile application because quite honestly, I tell people all the time, all we've done with Scratch is frankly build something that the teens would expect to have been built for them already. This is the most mobile savvy generation. They spend some estimates, say, nine hours a day on their devices. And yet nothing had come forward to sort of address this 40-year-old decline of teens working. So 
we saw it as an opportunity for, for teens to opt in with skills that they were good at. So today it's things like a very, very neighborhood centric and built in the building of community. So, you know, helping families with their younger children, whether it's with academics or, you know, sports tutoring on all sides of that, helping around the house with basic household chores, whether it's a, a, an aging neighbor or just a neighbor that needs an extra set of hands. And, and there's a, a technology opportunities. So the, so the teens opt in with the skills they have in a desired location where they live. And then through the app, they're connected with those that might be looking for the services. We call the teens scratchers and we call the adult seekers. Um, but tomorrow, what that looks like, as somebody like said this to me yesterday, and, and I said, no, that's right. Um, they basically describe it as the staffing solution for the forgotten workforce. And I said, that's correct. Because we've already started to get requests from various businesses who want to leverage this workforce and we would be the easiest way because the, the true innovation, Eric, in our platform is the access and the reach to teens in a way that they would expect. What the app does and how it works underneath and what's kind of behind the curtain is sort of stuff that, that we've learned from other successful apps um, that work in, in terms of communicating. But, but that's what we do to set up success for the transaction. You know, something I think that's really cool about this opportunity from the employer side, uh, you know, I've, as a freelance writer, I've and, and as a blogger with a longtime blog, I've worked with overseas writers, you know, that I've hired before and, and seen results from like Philippines and India. And you can often get something done really cheaply over there. But odds are you would get a better result from an American high school student on something like that, just in that they speak English. So just having access to that market of eager young people. And you know, if they're on the platform, they're looking to work, they're, they're ready yeah. for it. Yeah, you're, you nailed it. Um, the thing, you know, people ask, what have we learned, right? In our, you know, in our brief history as a, as a business, um, the, the hypothesis was that people said, I think that the, the guess was that teens would be excited to, to earn. And that has been, in fact, the case, but it's what kind of team? And I always say lazy teens aren't going to come to this platform either. Um, but I think there was no viable option. So we really seen it be the greatest resource for that, for sort of Liam and every kid like Liam, whether they're in the marching band or they're in any sort of intensive extracurricular, because today teens are spending more time with academics and, 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 and school. That was Liam's challenge. Or my daughter is the same. She's, you know, she leaves in the morning at seven and gets home at four 30 and has three hours worth of homework. And I'm not saying I agree with where it's gone for our kids, but I can tell you that that doesn't leave a whole lot of opportunity for them to find consistent opportunities to earn. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's, it's the side hustle opportunity for the next generation that you know, doesn't have the same flexibility with their schedule that uh, we do as adults. Yeah. And you're, and I love how you say it, but also the iPhone's 10 years old, right? So this notion of the side hustle and some of the others that have gotten in the demand space and we know those companies and they, and they're, they're excellent, right? They, they give people the opportunity to earn when they want, how they want for who they want. But quite frankly, you know, my daughter's 16 years old. So let's call it the last eight years that this has become really, you know, the, the, the demand or gig economy has presented real opportunities for people to earn. You know, my daughter's watched that in her development. And so I, and my younger daughter, who's three years behind that is ex going to expect that this is how they will earn. And quite frankly, they might be encouraged because it's continuing to be what's fueling uh, s some of the, the strong, you know, low unemployment that we have. Yeah. Yeah. You know, something I think about, I thought about really for the first time, I have some cousins who are now, like middle school age, but when they were born, I realized uh, they will never have lived in a time when we don't have the entire collective knowledge of humankind in our pocket, like right there. Just that whole change. I mean, me, I'm not that old of a guy. I'm just in my thirties, but I didn't have the internet at home until I was 10. 
these yeah. kids now, they, they have the internet in their pocket younger than I ever had the internet. So, so I love that thought of, you know, catering to what they're already expecting. Um, so what do you yeah. see as the, as the next thing, you know, what we're, you're kind of getting at, at the beginning of the curve, it seems like for this, but obviously, you know, as, as an entrepreneur, we're always trying to think about the next things. What are you focused on as the next thing and the way to, to grow this and get more teens excited and to get sure. more businesses excited to hire them? Well, I think one of the things that we thought about very early is we, we like to use the term first work, right? When you get first work, you can get second work. And I see this as a, as a to your point, uh, the kids that have shown themselves to want to be ambitious and come to this platform are quite likely people who are going to attend college. There's a lot of statistics that show that and they're going to earn more. So there's a lot that we can do with this, with this sort of um, this reach. But the thing that excites me, quite honestly, is this notion that there's these legacy organizations that really, if I start to say some of the names of them that reach teens and have been doing it for years, clubs and things like Boy Scouts, right? You could start to think of the many after school programs who it's part of their charter. And I think we can provide a, what I call a viable and practical solution to the financial literacy conversation that's happening in the United States. And being at the center of that, the reason why I'm excited about that is because I've seen um, recently how fragmented that is. I mean, such such great desire to teach financial literacy, but I, I have been quoted as saying that to truly teach financial literacy, we have to teach income and nobody's teaching income. And I said, that's like having a toolbox without a hammer in it. And so I see us being able to start to do things with banking and fueling the next generation of workers. What, what happens when they graduate off our platform? Quite honestly, I hope our platform is just really about getting them first work, second work, you know, supplementing, but that the kids that, that leverage it will be able to leverage it to their first real opportunity. And that, that really excites me. I love that you brought up financial literacy because something that I deal with as a finance writer are adults who have made it somehow through life with almost no knowledge or education or understanding of personal finance. And you know, our schools don't teach that. I think they're, that is a huge failure to our children. So it falls on us, the parents, to teach our kids about money. And I was lucky to grow up in a family where that was something we talked about and I was introduced to that. So I love hearing that that is something that you're looking forward to adding more of to the platform as, uh, as they learn about work ethic and, and everything else that goes yeah. with it. You know, we've done a lot of focus groups early on to, to, to sort of help guide us and steer us. And what was so surprising to me, and, I, and I, as you mentioned, your own family, I try, I recognize that, that, you know, there's things that we can count on for our, the, the educational system that's in place. But then there's just those boxes we have to check as parents. And you, we, you, you'll hear the word, you know, I got to give my kid life skills. I look at income as a rest of your life skill. And I see that's our responsibility is if we've taught them how to work first work, we'll, we have a platform now to sort of encourage them in a, in a responsible and, and positive way on their journey. Yeah. And something that I, I always come back to when it comes to income, I like you say, you know, you focus on that income, you know, budgeting is a really important and good skill and we should all live on some form of a budget. But you can only budget so much. You can't budget below zero. You need a place to live. You need to eat. There are some basic necessities. But you can earn forever. There's no limit to what you can earn. So having that mindset you know, ingrained in you when you're young gives you such a great opportunity and a great outlook going forward rather than the people who just look at their earning potential as whatever my employer decides to pay me. What's interesting about you, you mentioned is that even now, I, um, since we're talking about the 
differentiation between your kids and my kids, right? This, this, let's call it this 10 year period um, that your kids now I see some of the programs taught, you know, where they used to teach check writing. And I even think that some of the, there's some really neat programs around the country that are doing lots of great things. But now with the acceleration of alternative payment, right? And even now we're living in this interesting time with cryptocurrency and stuff. It's hard for us as, as, as adults to like, where do we, what's the center for where we teach? And I think the center is income. And then from that, you earn the right to teach them about whatever the, the payment vehicle will be in 10 years. You know, it could be. Uh, Super Mario coins. But the reality is, right, income, the one thing that's historically not changed, and I I was speaking to a wealth manager this morning, whenever things come in and out of style, income is always in style. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Going way back into the the bowels of history, it was always (laughs) about the pursuit of of wealth. And I think it's important, you know, it's important to teach our kids, you know, life isn't all about money, but you can't live the life you want if you're broke. So it's yeah, uh, so critical. It's finding that right balance, and, and you know, balance is is something we all struggle with, and I think it's uh, that, that's just part of society today. But we, but having that right focus on income and knowing your skills and how to maximize the return on the time you put in is great. And it sounds like uh, teens will will really walk away from this platform when they go on to college and beyond with that uh, with that lesson. Is, is that are you seeing that as 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 it, as it grows and you have users that are aging out? couple things that you should know. I think it's fascinating whenever I tell people that it's been proven, right, that, that teens that work are more likely to get into college when compared to their peers that do not. Two people with a similar resume and one that has work. So, that, so that's a great thing, right? Like it's a great thing for us to start telling them again. And I think that's disappeared in schools. Um, I think the struggle as parents today is that with the expense of college and being as, and I'm, I'm on the brink of it. So we look at our kids. I, I say that sometimes they almost look like a coupon, right? Meaning the better that they perform in school, and I've had a lot of people tell me my kid's job is just to go to school. What they really mean is the better that they do, the less expensive potentially college could be for that parent or however they're going to pay for it. And so I see this as the ability for them to understand, even if somebody is paying for their college or even if they are able to find a means to get some of that subsidized, that earning in that process is going to be critical. And then and in the longer term of it, um, it's been proven, by the way, which is my favorite, is that teens, people that have worked at least one year during their teen, teenage years earn 14 to 16% more in their 20s. And that's actually a historical fact. I mean, it's, it's they, and the common sense tells you why that is, right? Because they've gotten early soft skills and they progressed faster. So I think we expect to see them take the, the lessons from this platform and and go beyond. And again, I think there'll be other platforms, right? I think there's already, we're already seeing that. There have been some long before me that um, we're, we're, they're going to like working this way and it's going to, and they're going to be accustomed to it and prepared for it and, and understand its benefits. I totally agree with you. This is awesome stuff. So for people who want to learn more about you and what you're up to and your app and everything you got going on, where should they go? A couple of different ways you can reach me. I'm, I'm, I'm very accessible. I love to have conversations, especially with people who are interested in what we're doing. You can always email me. My email is scott, S-C-O-T-T, at S-K-R-A-T-C-H dot C-O. That's Scratch with a K. You didn't ask why it's called Scratch. Maybe we can talk about that. But... I, I was curious. Why is it called Scratch? Well, it's called Scratch because a lot of people don't know, but Scratch, if you've ever seen people say, I want to earn a little Scratch, it was a slang term for money. So when you see people kind of rub their fingers together, that's Scratch. And for people who use our platform and use the services of the teens, they, they're able to scratch something off their list. Oh. For this entire issue of teens not working, we're having to start from Scratch. I love it. (laughs) 
we, we hit a triple with our name. That's what we say. And, and we're proud of it. But it is, it's Scratch with a K. And then you can find us on all of the, the social feeds. We're uh, doing quite a bit of stuff. And, and, and you, you can follow us at Get Scratched, G-E-T-S-K-R-A-T-C-H on Twitter and LinkedIn, Facebook. You'll find us there. And we're, we're accessible. So I'd love to hear from you if you have questions. Awesome. Thanks so much. And as always, listeners, all of those resources will be available in the show notes at personalprofitability.com. Just a click away. Thank you so much, Scott, for taking the time to chat with us today. Thank you. And I uh, really appreciate it. Enjoyed talking to you. Well, there is another one in the can, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for sticking around. As always, show notes can be found at personalprofitability.com slash episode 94 for today's show. Scott was so fun to talk to. I really do feel inspired and want to help young people advance their finances and do better with entrepreneurship. I actually just went a couple weeks ago and spoke in my hometown at City Hall for a teen leadership workshop. I spoke to four groups of about 20 teens on the importance of taking strong empowerment over their money and their earning potential in the future. So I I just love all that stuff. Kids really are the future of money and anything we can do to help our own kids be more successful with money will help when we need to go to a nursing home in the future. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. We'll have enough money for that on our own. But thank you guys all so much for sticking around till the end. Until next time, stay profitable.